What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. I'm Kyle Corbus. Another great week, another great episode. Um, I feel like I say that every week, but it's true. It's another great week and it's another great episode. Life's short. Have fun. Um, but I get to welcome in a great guest today, uh, Alabama native. We're going to talk about his music and, and, and all the cool things he's got coming down the pipe here. D. White. D, thanks for coming and hanging out with me, man. I'm excited to get to know you a little bit and talk about your songs. I think your voice is awesome. Uh, big fan of your songs. And uh, I just think you're great. So thanks for coming to hang. Well, thanks for having me on, Kyle. I've been excited for a while. Look forward to chatting. Of course. Anytime. We were just talking about uh, Alabama and Auburn country. Uh, are you uh, are you really swinging into the college football thing? Is that not your thing? I don't know. I feel like I feel like a lot of people love college football, but then there's some people that are just not into it. I personally am somewhere in the middle. I like it. I like going to games, uh, but I'm not like uh, I won't lay down and die for my team. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I'm the same way. You kind of have to be all for it around here. Um, but, for example, Saturday opening weekend, I mean, I, sh- I stayed on the tractor way longer than anyone else. They were all <laughs> texting me, come on home, come on home. You know, we got food ready and it's game day. I was like, nah, I don't really care. I'd rather get the field <laughs> done than That's watch right. everyone blow out their first game. That's right. You know what's funny but, is, like, is um, I spent a long time in college and – even now working in sports and um, you know, it's as a kid, right? Like as a kid who loves sports growing up, like it's, you know, it's, it's cool to be able to do that, but also that novelty like kind of dies when it becomes a job. You know what I mean? Whether, no matter what sport you're really doing, like it kind of just dims out, which stinks is like, you know, as an adult, but also it's like, they're like you and me still doing, they're just like, in worse body shape in terms of like how they're feeling every day, but they look better, but you know, they, they, they yeah. feel worse. So, you know, hundred percent. there's something about getting out of college and being older than all the players too. That kind of changed my <laughs> kind of weird, right? You know, mindset on all of it here. The way I do it every year is if a team's really, really winning, I get behind them. Okay. Uh, I love Auburn. I don't hate the university of Alabama at all though. Um, if they're doing great, I don't want to see it get ruined. I want to see them win it all if they're doing good. You know, someone's got to bring it home. Yeah, I I respect that. I respect that. And it it is funny on your point. Like, it is funny when you look and these guys are like 22 and they're like 6'5", 280 and they're jacked and they look like they're 35 and like, and I'm just like, man, like what happened to me? Where those, like what happened there? But uh, it is funny. It's it's, it's pretty comical. Now, now let's start from um, not, not necessarily the beginning or weekend, but um, kind of how you found yourself where you are in terms of music and, and just where you are uh, in your music journey. Um, you went to Auburn for a year, right? And then, and then that's right. Left to do music. So I, I'm really interested in that whole story too, as well. So, so why don't we just break that down a little bit? That's right. Yeah. War Eagle. War Eagle. So I probably wouldn't have pursued music as a career unless I had gotten the opportunities that I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I, ended up leaving Auburn's. I signed a record deal with Warner Brothers. And I it took something that concrete for me to sacrifice my education. Sure. I still felt like I was kind of squandering something. And, um, you know, my folks were all for it, though. That's ultimately why I pulled the trigger. And it ended up, I think, being a good decision. I mean, I, I feel like it's going to work out. Yeah. So. To answer your question, I've just been developing my craft. Yeah. Um, this year's this year marks ten years of 
me developing my craft. I wrote my first song 10 years ago. So that's awesome. Now, now, um, in terms of your parents, cause that's really interesting. Cause you know, a lot of more of, I shouldn't say it like that. I should say it like this. You'd be surprised how many people have really, really supportive parents in today's day and age when it comes to music, right? Like, like you would think from an outsider's perspective, like, like if you're like my brother, right. And, and I'm like, yeah, this guy just like, he ended up leaving school, like leaving college to go pursue music. Like you would think from an outsider perspective, they'd say, oh, I'm sure like his parents didn't agree with that. Right. But you'd be surprised how many parents really are, are cool with it if there's a plan. Right. Um, right. Now, now was it something growing up? Like was like, I, I know you're a big like Vern Gosden fan, right. Or like, you know, 100%. Hank Williams, like, like are these, are these names that were just playing in your house all the time to the point where, you know, your house was very musical and, and maybe it wasn't, uh, so uh, uh, out of left field that you want to go and do music later on in your life? So my mom and dad, they didn't have the same musical taste at all that I do really. Wow. I just happenstance, like as far as country music goes, there's only a couple of songs that I even remember in my childhood. I remember oh. hearing like a Hank Jr. record for the first time when I was a toddler and it was Kaleja with the electric guitar riff, you know, and that catches yeah, yeah, you yeah. when you're a little kid, you know. And then I remember it's so funny how things stick out. I remember hearing Amos Moses by Jerry Reed on the radio once yeah. and just being like, you know, I got to look into more of this stuff. And sure. the, I, my grandfather, though, is who introduced me to Vern Gosden, but I wasn't a fan. Like I didn't necessarily get it at first. And I think the reason is, is he just had like a, a random Vern Gosden album. It wasn't like it had any hits or popular songs on it. Mm -hmm. He was the, just the kind of guy that would go buy people's albums. And my grandfather being the same age as a lot of my favorites, when they would put out new stuff in the eighties or nineties kind of past the pinnacles of their career. Now that's not the case with Vern. I know that he was really hot in the eighties still kind of had a, he was a little bit of a late bloomer, but some of the others like Ray Charles, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Ray Price, uh, those guys, they were past the pinnacles of their career, but they would still be putting out albums, yeah. kind of senior albums and he would yeah. buy them. He was that kind of guy. So I was exposed to stuff that wasn't, that, that was not the songs that everybody already knew from these people. And I slowly just got into country music on my own. Sure. My grandmother didn't listen to it at all. And when my <laughs> grandfather was young, he didn't listen to country music at all, except when he was a kid, he'd listen to the Grand Ole Opry. Now that was in the forties. So when the fifties hit, my grandparents, they were rock and roll boppers. That's cool. And uh, I remember my grandmama saying, Ooh, we could not stand to hear that old Hill William uh, Huang, that all, all those singers, oh, they just see how Huang and Hill William, they can sing. Ooh, I just can't stand it. So, and then, you know, next thing, next thing we knew, I was doing a, she's long gone. Wow. She yeah. loved that. Yeah, that's <laughs> he so loved funny. it when D did it. Sure, but I love you it. You know how they, how they are. She got a soft spot for you. That's why. That's why. Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. 100%. Though. I think that, that that's really cool. And like, you know, uh, for me being up here where I am, uh, you know, I always, someone said to me yesterday, they were like, man, I've been following you on Instagram. Like, well, like a friend of mine, he was like, I, I, you know, I've been following you on Instagram for a long time. And 
I don't remember the last time you shared something that wasn't country music related. Right. And I laughed and I said, well, you know, you, you know what, at least I'm consistent one, but two, I was like, I was like, there's probably not a, a thing. This is excluding humans, but a thing that I care about more. And, um, then he was like, he was like, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I feel like, you know, I listen to a lot of country music up here, but the misconception of people who don't listen to it, especially up here, are that everyone in the South also loves it, which is not no. true, which is like not, which is a very far from the truth type thing. Now, yes, a lot of people do love it because they can relate to it, but it, it's not like this thing that is just automatically like you're born in Alabama and you grow up in Alabama and you love country music. Like, that's just not the case. No. You know, you have guys no, like Elvis with Southern Roots, right? And people loved Elvis because he was he was rock, but he also had a little bit of, you know, Southern Roots to him. So people like that. Um, you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they weren't just gung-ho, gung-ho, because it, it let me know that you, you had to do something believable. I mean, yeah. it's crazy when when someone hears George Jones and they say, oh, my God, that's just so too much wang because in the country music world he's holy yeah he is but if my grandmother heard of you said i love you till i die she'd go Beep. that's see that's Same crazy channel. now my grandma would too but that's because it's just a totally different situation so my, my grandma listened to frank sinatra and and dean Warren. not i mean i did too but you know, it's, it's um, kind of the same exact thing. You know what I mean? About. It's just, it's, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, y'all are, y'all are way up there, but it's the same thing that we're talking about. Oh, it's the same thing. And it, it's, it's, it's just funny that like, it's just not as, um, it's not like totally this thing that just is automatic and, and people love it. But, um, now, now in terms of like, for you then in that case, like if you're not listening to it all the time, I, I, there's so many people that come around they're like, yeah, like all I ever heard on the radio or all I ever heard in the house was, was Merle Haggard and, and this, that, and the other person, right? Johnny Cash. And they, they go off and they say like, this is all I ever heard. But for you, like you didn't necessarily have that, um, that pressure. Let's say that, right? Like, that's probably, no, I didn't have it at all. Like, uh, so like, how, how does I that, remember how does that influence you going forward? Well, what happened was Hank Williams pretty much just I, when I dove deep into that, it was over. Yeah. You know, there I went. Um, I, I realized that Roy Acuff is the father of country music, but Hank just, you know what he did. Everybody knows what he did. There's no reason for me to go into that. Yeah. But it just did to me what it's done to so many of my other influences. Just right there. I kind of got that spark from right there. I love that because I think when I listen to your music, like that's the kind of stuff I hear in a, in a modern twist. Right. But, but for I the most part, anything better going into my ears and you saying that. <laughs> well, well, for example, like I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go ahead and, and, and pull examples up and down, but um, I believe it's tell the world I do right. Where you have like that. Um, there, there's a, there's a, a, I believe it's in the middle part of the song. Um, I'm not going to do it right now because it's going to mess up the audio. But I, I think like there was a moment when I was listening to that song and I'm just like, like, whoa, like this, everything that, you, that you're singing in these songs, especially on this, on this uh, 2019 project here, like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hearing such an old soul come out of such a modern look and a modern voice. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think that's really cool, especially like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but in a in an age where country music where a lot of people are sounding kind of similar, 
it's cool to hear someone who's really unique. Like I listen to your voice and I know who I'm listening to. Right. And that's what you want, man. Thank you, Kyle. That's awesome to hear. I uh, wanted to uh, touch on one thing too, before we move along. Like when we were talking about me getting into this old stuff, sure. when I was in Auburn, you know, it's not like I was, Ooh, played gigs. Sure. You know, I was at Auburn when, Luke Combs was coming through playing Bourbon Street with his Yamaha guitar and uh who is uh, Riley Green, Muscadine Bloodline. Those that's who was playing the bars when I was there. Not which is then. crazy. And I remember uh you know, they they didn't get what I was doing. They didn't get it. And I remember one time one of the fraternity guys, one of the big time fraternity guys, he and get, I mean I, I don't care, but I remember one time it got back to me that he, and he was somebody who always wanted to jam. He's yeah. always wanting to jam and always wanting me to sing tenor with him. But but when it came to like stuff I was playing, he, he said behind my back one time, don't nobody want to hear that crying ass shit. And that and it was kind of discouraging. Sure. It's, so it, it hasn't been super easy. Like just everybody, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, I've had to really find my lane and i'm excited for you to hear this this new album kyle me too dude i would love to listen to it if it's guys like riley green luke Combs, and like musk because and i don't mean to go back to this but musk and bloodline like is totally different from what you hear for the most part today right like they have they have their own thing going on it's a little bit of a different path right but like why couldn't that have been you at this time because like what they were playing was not what luke Combs was playing you know what i mean all them boys also probably about 30 years old now it's a good point yeah. whereas i'm 25 and at that age that's just such a huge difference like i was just so green so yeah. raw like i didn't really have any songs and yes i've done my share of three-hour cover sets i did them when i was in high school and and then a little bit while i was at auburn but never in auburn so it's interesting. i just wasn't wasn't playing the stuff but yeah it's interesting um Cause I've talked to a few people that, that like have done the Auburn scene. Um, mm -hmm. friendly with, uh, Adam hood. Who's done that. Uh, I love that guy. Yeah. I love Adam. Great dude. Um, and like, for me, like I'm naive to the fact that like that is a scene, right? Like the Auburn bar scene, but, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting. Like that that's a popular thing, but I, I'm, I'm just surprised that, that that wouldn't have been like an accepting part um in terms of your sound but nonetheless like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day i feel like we're, we're both 25 years old right like i feel like i feel like uh 10 years ago you said you, you wrote your first song 10 years ago is when i probably listened to my first country song right and ever since then like it was it was a trickle effect and i always talk about this every single week i say this i started backwards right i started with what was popular at the time and i worked backwards right and now i'm obsessed with all of the heart-wrenching songwriting, crying steel guitar, sad songs you can get out of George Jones and Vern mm -hmm. and all of those guys, right? And I oh, think sure. there's a lot of people like you and me that agree that 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 agree with that and that are that feel that way. Now they like they like the newer stuff too, but there's a lot of people that agree with you and I. Yeah, there are a few of us. Thank God. Yeah, it's important. I don't, I don't know if there's enough to sustain it, but there are a few of us at least. We have a niche. I think you'd be surprised. Uh, I just never, I never want to play dinosaur, free bird, or uh, friends in low places again. I'd rather run this tractor and be able to write me a song every once in a while. Like the songwriting has really become the only thing that makes it worth it. I mean, the feeling that I get when I finish a song 
because I mean, Kyle, the money is so screwed up these days. Like, oh yeah, to this day, I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah, but uh, my point here is, you got people that are, oh, I'll play in bars and at parties for the rest of my life. Not D, not D. You come up and request something that's liable to piss me off. I've, I got plenty more dues to pay, but those dues are paid, buddy. Sure, sure. I'm done with that shit. Sure. I listen. I think that's that's a great way to do it, honestly, because like you're staying true to yourself. Like there are people that enjoy playing covers, and all the power to them. Go ahead and play the covers, honestly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me. I I like listening to them. I don't care. But and then there are other people that say I just want to play originals, and I even like that even more. Right? I love the originals. I'd rather sit sit there and listen to you play five originals that I know maybe one song than to play ten covers. Right? But yeah. that's just me. That's because I like songwriting and and. You know, like a, a a mom that walks into a bar to sit down and like have a drink, like doesn't necessarily care about cares probably more about playing Freebird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's just it's just it's all relative to yeah. the situation. But I get what you're saying. I, I absolutely. And you can understand. make money doing that kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. You can make just as much money as you can make touring as an original act. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Sometimes. Now. Yeah, I mean, it depends, but yes, sometimes. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, your uh, trajectory, right? Like, I feel like this all happened really fast for you. Like, you wrote your first song 10 years ago. You signed a record deal in 2018, right? I think I got that right. You know, right. right? Like, it's like, it's like, was it overwhelming for you? And also, was it, was it just like one of those things where you hit an adrenaline? You're just like, man, I could do this. Like, if this happened this fast, like, I can do this. Like, like how does that? For me, because for me, that'd be a shock. I'd be like, all right, hold on. We got to pump the brakes a little bit. But obviously it wasn't for you. I was powering through it. And I was trying to stay focused. And this is the second time I've used this phrase to, to tell this story. But I was smart enough to know I was stupid at the time. <laughs> and uh, I was just trying to take in as much of it as possible. Buckle down, power through and not mess it up. Well, in hindsight, <laughs> what those days really were was, was kind of the the finishing out of my college career. You know, those days were my education. Yeah. Being over there at Easy Eye Sound and uh, that whole learning process, dealing with the labels for the first time, publishers for the first time, everything for the first time, just as a little idiot. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of <laughs> graduated at the bottom of my class, I would say. Don't worry, so did uh, I. In the music world, in the music I, world, but now, now I know a little bit. It's my point. Yeah, okay. I'm not I, a little I, idiot I anymore. Hey, hey, I, I'm still a little <laughs> idiot. I'm still a little idiot. So, so li list, listening to old records when you make them at such a young age, sometimes that can be like listening to an old. I'm mean, not listening. It can be like like looking at an old photo. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I think I, I was still love the, cool. the Southern Gentleman album. Don't get me wrong. I'm not referring to it. Sure. But I I I, I had a conversation. Yeah, I had a conversation the other day, and we were talking about um, how everyone like hates listening to their old stuff. You know what I mean? And um, they they were talking about like why they don't like listening to their old stuff from an artist perspective, not from a me perspective. And they were just saying like, yeah, like I I I think it's gotten so much better over X amount of time, right? Like I think I've just gotten better. And then from me, from a listening perspective. Um, and I'm not the only one to say this. So, 
I, I, I think it might be true, but like if I listen to old projects and old songs, right. And they still might mean something to me, even if you don't love them, like there it might be, a, cause I'm really, I'm a really firm believer in like every melody sounds like a memory, right? Like that, our church line Springsteen, like I'm a really firm believer in that because there's every point in time where no matter what was going on in my life, like I can picture a song was there or an album or an artist. Like there was, there's a, a, a section of time in my life where I knew that I listened to this person a lot. And there was a reason why I listened to this person a lot. Right. And, and so, so these songs have memories for me and a lot for a lot of people they do. And I love to see growth. Right. So like if I listen to Southern gentleman, which is a great record from top to bottom, I love it. Right. But I think wagon wheel for you vocally and produced, and song, right? Like, I think it's a stronger song, but that's just growth, right? Like, you want to see the growth is, yeah. today. Growth, so, um, 100% it's growth. So that that's my that's my point there. That, that's that's it's funny. Like, I, me and my aunt were talking last night. Um, she's got a really really old CD that never got released or anything. It was before I even got to Nashville. And I thought I had confiscated them all from everyone, but apparently she smuggled one. <laughs> anyway she was just talking about one of those old souls uh, old songs and uh you know we were talking about it like you cringe when you hear that back but then there's i got to thinking about it yesterday on the tractor i was like there's something to that naivety and and, and the stuff i was writing about then it's like dang d you're kind of a sellout for <laughs> not maintaining what you believed in so hard at that age like I was just thinking about <laughs> how the dang business in some ways can take the twinkle out of your eye, brother. Yeah. Uh, hey, sometimes, man. And it's like, am I, am I not following through with the stuff I was talking about when I was 15 years old? Dang D. <laughs> and she well, was just raving over how much she loved the song. So what's wild is like that naivety that I'm cringing out. Some people they'll connect with it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like it might not be the perfect song, but like as as long as someone connects with it on the other end, you did your job, right? Like that's why that's why you wanted to do it. Um, whether you think that maybe you sold out a little bit or not. I mean, I, I also think that like that, that 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 conversation comes in like different times in life, right? Like sometimes there are opportunities presented in front of you where you have to just kind of give in a little bit. I mean, you don't have to, right? Like it's not like something that you have to say yes to, but Depend like at a young age, sometimes you're naive to think, okay, well, if I don't do it this way, then maybe this opportunity won't be here. And you do, and you make the decision. You live and die by it. And usually it's 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 a live and you're okay. You'll live, you'll live on and you can go ahead and fix it later down the road. But um I don't know. I think that that's really interesting. And I I love that like, you know, you had those moments early on where you were like, hey, like, okay, you you became the yes man, right? And now you can kind of make your decision of what's going forward. And I like that. I, I think it's important. I think it's really important, especially as like an artist and a writer and, and, and a music maker. I think it's really important. Um, I'm right there I with you. Ask, I want to ask you about um, this airplay from Sirius XM and mm. those guys over there. I think it's really cool, especially as a guy with your sound. Um, also, I got to mention one thing. What happened to the hair? You cut the hair. I'm getting some salt in there too. Uh, yeah, I love it. I think it looks yeah, great. It's been about three years. Come on. It's been about three years. Well, you would get too hot. I didn't want to see an old gray, long gray headed fella. Did, did, it, uh, did it get no, too hot? No, that's not really why I cut it, Kyle. I, I cut it because I'd had long hair for like five years or so. I'd had shoulder to 
you know, between shoulder and nipple sure. length hair, and it's just tough to manage out on the road and stuff. So I did a couple of, you know, extensive tours, and it's, it had to go. Yeah. I, uh, I was a long hair guy for a while too. Not that long, probably to like about like just above my shoulder, but my hair gets like curly and wavy. So it was yeah. like long and down. You got good hair though. I, you know, I, for now at least we're keeping my fingers crossed, but dad's bald. You never know. But, uh, uh, how old are you? I had long hair too, but it was how old are you? 25. Oh, let me look one more time. Oh yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I hope so. You're going to be fine. That's what you got to <laughs> watch out for. Listen, I every single day I get in the mirror and I go like this. I pull my hair back and go, is it still there? I hope it's still there. Oh, you're there. in good shape, man. I'd bet my money your way. It's it's uh it's nice and thick too. That's good, man. It's the only th- it's about the only thing I got going for me. Everything else is downhill. So I'm gonna keep That's that one going. Sucks. That's keep not <laughs> keep it strong. But I was a long hair guy for a while and uh and then it got so annoying, like trying to sleep and get in my eyes and we get like ne- down by my nose. I'm like, this is insane. One day I cut yeah. it off and then had to let it grow back and that was it that was it for the that was it for the long hair lettuce that, that, that was it was gone but yeah. um uh serious xm the more important stuff uh playing your songs on the radio uh the outlaw channel i think is great i think they play some pretty good music over there and and yeah um, now i drive an old car so i don't listen to serious all that often but when i do um it's usually the outlaw channel because i think they play some good music but what, what oh, was yeah. that feeling like when you heard it for the first time um well that when that was with my first project when they debuted me on outlaw country and i mean it was amazing and they they left a couple of my songs in rotations all these years even after i had long been a has been you know who in the world is d like they kept playing a couple of my songs and during covid and everything else when times were tough that really helped me out i mean it keeps you i don't know what the right adjective is to use i guess legitimate kind of you know, if you got your songs on there, you're yeah. you're legitimate. And when the highway added Wagon Girl into rotation, uh, frankly, it changed my life. Made it where I was able to feel like I could keep doing music as a career because I was about to give up the ghost, Kyle. Wow. I swear to you, at the end of COVID, and I had recorded this project, but I still didn't have the wind back in my sail, even though I had recorded a, a whole album. But them throwing Wagon Girl onto the highway, it just changed my life, man. Sometimes, like, okay. sometimes, and it, it put my music right? into a format. Yeah. It put my music into a mainstream country format for the first time. Yeah, and uh, they took a risk by throwing it in the rotation because I mean they have a song before it that was like they are, and then Wagon Girl, and then a song after it like they are, and Wagon Girl just stuck out like a sore thumb, and they left it in there, man, and uh, the people really <laughs> responded positively as well. Yeah. Um, I, I... Got a lot of comments about how refreshed they were to hear it. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I felt when I heard it for the first time, right? Like, I was like, oh, like, this is just, it's just like, it's just different, right? Like, because, because, and, and I, I understand why people use the term mainstream, um, but I think mainstream was just a sound, a, a term given to a lot of music that sounds the same, right? Yeah. And, and, and it just like adopted this term, like, you, you know, the sound of mainstream music right and but that's only because it's been adopted into this category of mainstream now mm-hmm. like mainstream can just be whatever you hear on a daily basis and that that sound yeah. going forward like we could change that and that sound going forward could be anything that can be d that can be anyone right and yeah. and so that that's that's the one thing there but but i love that that 
places like Sirius like play songs that are a little bit risk taking and, and they don't always do it. And, but sometimes you hear a, a few out of the hat where, you, where you're like, Oh, like the, I'm surprised that they played this on here, but I'm glad they did. So I think that it's really cool that, that they decided to play the song. I think the song's fantastic. And I want to talk about it a little bit as, as also as approaching this, this next project you have, but um, I, I'm surprised to hear that, that you were kind of hitting an end point where you're like, I don't know about this, but that That's being right. said, Sometimes things work in miraculous ways, and I'm really glad that that happened to you and that you uh, decided to keep it going. The whole career has been miraculous, Kyle. It has been. I mean, you get just enough crumbs to, like, keep keep you in the game, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a tough uh, it's a tough business. It's not it's not uh, forgiving and it's uh, it's it's rough for sure. It's not it's not something for the faint of heart. And you got to be uh, a certain type of person to be able to do it and to hear a bunch of no's, right? I mean that's just just how it goes. Um, all right, so Wagon Girl, right? Um, yeah. Great song, love it. Huge fan. Uh, is this a, this is a the start of um, an EP, or is this a single? Then the project's going to come afterwards. So uh, I haven't really decided. You know oh. what I mean? I've I've got an LP recorded. Okay. In the can, and we'll either put them out as separate EPs or kind of just keep throwing singles out as we go. We'd like to get another one out in the next month or so, but cool. we don't have a a definite plan. Okay. That uh, we're kind of just uh, wagon girl kept performing so well that we're kind of letting it continue to build up steam sure i think that's a smart idea because it feels good to have nine more in the can ready to throw out no it's a lot of songs dude it's a lot of songs we kind of wanted to lead with the wagon girl foot forward i wasn't i mean i wasn't so sure what we should throw out first but it ended up being the right idea yeah and uh, the people over there at the highway uh, johnny and them he's he's been a hero with that song man been a hero outlaw and the highway both I am Pepper and Johnny heroes, absolute heroes. Yeah. Just a miracle that they put my stuff in the rotation. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I love it. I think that it's great. And I, and I love that, that um, it could be a surprise. Like we don't know what's coming. We don't know if it's going to be 10 songs. We don't know if it's going to be a bunch of singles that'll, that'll uh, form to two EPs, right? Like I love that. And I love that yeah. it's just up in the air, right? I It'll think be a surprise for me as well. <laughs> I love well. it. Hey, when you know, let me know. Cause I want to hear the stuff. I, want to hear I certainly stuff. will. I'm going to hear what you got. See if we can get you a couple more things up, up there. Too. Yeah, for sure. Now let, let me see if uh, what are these songs? These this group of songs is it like one of those things, right? Because you know you mentioned how you kind of hit a hard patch and you you weren't sure. Like, is this new batch of songs like incredibly inspiring to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm like I'm doing this, man. Like I know what I got. I'm doing this. Yes, sir. I love it. Love it. Yes, sir. I love they're, it. They're all great songs. We uh. I had a, a good program to make sure we only recorded great songs, you know, because I, I like to put that in a position where it's not up for up to me. Um, okay. Sometimes I'll fight for something, but then if somebody fights back with a no, I'm reasonable enough to uh, realize, hey, the song's written. It's not going anywhere, and I can record it anytime with any project. I like to have things to where if something goes wrong, it won't all come back on me. Sure. So I, 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 I was great. pretty pretty strict. I mean, there there were some songs that I sent to Tony Brown, the producer, that that I thought, oh, for sure he's going to want to cut these, and he'd pass on them and stuff. So, 
But I yeah. and the only songs I recorded for this project were the ones that when I sent him, he said yes, yes, yes immediately. If there was any hesitation, we didn't record them. I mean, that's a pretty good endorsement. Because going Brown. into the studio with him being inspired, him being one hundred percent gung ho, that's what really helped to capture the recordings, yeah. uh, you know, to their to their highest. Sure, Tony Brown. Tony Brown. I mean, that's a really good endorsement, right? I mean, he's obviously produced, uh, you know, everyone, but you know, Reba yeah. and Burge and, and Brooks and Dunn, and and uh, he was a uh, uh, part of the reason why McBride and the Ride got founded back in the day. Um, Absolutely, yeah, massive reason. Uh, pretty much Terry. Biggest reason, but yeah, 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 yeah. He's, they're, he's uh, had his fingers they're in a lot of pie. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. I love hearing that story about Tony and, and McBride and the ride. Terry Terry's a good guy. I actually had them on here uh, not too long ago, probably a couple months oh, ago. Sweet. But um, because they're back together and they're doing the thing right, and they're really? yeah, they're figuring out the three of them. They're they're back, all all three of them. I yeah. have not heard about that. I and no and they they put some music out, and it sounds really good, dude. Sounds really really good. They're. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, they're you're doing great. And I love, I love that, that that's kind of a mix for you. Like, I think it's really important to have a great producer. I think everyone always, always uh, thinks about uh, how can I get the best writers on a song, but the vision of how the song goes to your ears is based on how great your producer is. And I mean, you got, yep. the best, so, um, you know, yeah. I mean, they know what musicians to call Tony's just so good. That's why he is who he is because of how good he is. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. He is who he is because of how great he is. That's it. That's it. It's that easy. And that's why I love that, like, that you're willing to trust him with the songs that, that, that you want to trust him with. And if he's all in, you're all in. I love it. I think it's fantastic. D dude, thanks for coming to hang out with me and talking about this music and talking about this new stuff. I'm really excited to get to hear it. I'm really excited for, for the world to hear it too. I think that your, um, your sound is refreshing and uh, you're a great dude and you got a good head on your shoulders and you know what you want. And I really respect that. And I think that this uh, new stuff is going to show for it. So I'm really stoked to hear it and, um, you know, and uh, do all the good stuff with that. So uh, thanks for coming. Hang well, out. Appreciate it. Well, likewise, Kyle, and I look forward to you hearing it and the rest of the world hearing it. And, uh, Come out and see me, okay, in New England. Give me a shout. Are you, that's right. Well, I, I should have mentioned that, right? You're going on tour with uh, uh, Tanner Usre and uh, Wheeler Walker. Yeah. Is that correct? That's right. We're going to do one in the city, too, if you'd like to come. I don't know if that's convenient for you or not. but Yeah, let's do it. If you'd like to come, I'll have you a ticket waiting for you, okay? Fantastic. Or would you know where it for is? For the Wheeler Walker show. Fantastic. I love it. I'll look it up. I'll figure out where it is. I'll let you know. And, hey, I know you get down to Nashville, don't you? Yeah, I did. I was just there two weeks ago. I'm coming well, back in. Uh, let's get a back cup first of coffee or Coca Cola or something. I'm all in. I'll be back first week in November. I'll let you know. All right, brother. Holler at me, okay? All right, D. Everyone, you can go follow D on Instagram and uh, check out with new music and 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 uh, all that good stuff. New music and 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 show announcements and all that stuff. And uh, go listen to all his music wherever you stream music. Wagon Girls out now. Uh, new projects on the way. New music's on the way. It's fantastic. If I love it promise you're going to love it uh thank you for tuning in to another episode of the member country music podcast remember to rate subscribe give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast new episode out every friday 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central wherever you listen to pods apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio. it's there uh thank you for tuning in each week week in week out really appreciate it uh, it means the world to me um i'm kyle corbus that's d white we'll see you next week bye bye mm-hmm.